Funded by the State Library of Western Australia, this collection of stories documents experiences of the COVID-19 pandemic that hit Australia in early 2020. The COVID-19 pandemic led to the declaration of a state of emergency in Western Australia on the 16th of March. WA went into lockdown between the months of March to May, with further restrictions continuing for months after. During this time, events were cancelled, schools shut down and parks became overcrowded. Thousands of individuals, businesses, communities and organisations were severely impacted as they were forced to work from home, social distance and book emergency flights. This collection, produced by the Centre for Stories in Northbridge, Western Australia, explores these unprecedented effects and contributes a record of this remarkable time in history. This interview features Brad Hilliard, Head of Middle School at Wesley College. My name's Brad Hilliard and I am the head of the middle school at Wesley College, uh, which is um, a co-ed school from pre-K to year six and all boys from year seven to 12 in our middle school is a year five to eight model. So what happened at Wesley College in our community during COVID, um, I think we were pretty lucky in terms of the position that we are in in Western Australia. We started the year knowing that COVID was uh, something that was a big issue uh, in terms of a world issue. And uh, in our planning, we thought we were probably going to go online. So we had done some online training with our teachers. We'd done a little bit of a practice model of it. And then suddenly things got pretty serious and we made the decision to go online. And being such a large school, because we're a boarding school as well, we had a number of different factors that we had to consider in terms of our families uh, needing to, to go back to the communities that they came from. Uh, and we kind of got a sense as well that um, we needed to to close down too because our families were starting to make the decision to keep their children home. So we were at that kind of cusp. Some schools had made the decision. We weren't the first school. We certainly weren't the last school. Uh, and our timing was about two weeks before the school holidays. I think because we are an independent school and we're within an organisation, but we make our own decisions. Um, you know, I've got a, a son at a, a government school and I've got a daughter at another independent school and they certainly did it very differently to how we did it. And I'm looking at the government sector and the Catholic sector uh, as an example. So they made decisions as a sector, whereas we made a decision as a school. And so for me, it's so much easier to be autonomous and make those decisions. And so I, I believe that, you know, we, we had a, a, a much better pathway compared to the government schools. I mean, my son's experience was he had work packs and didn't really have any teacher engagement, whereas we were able to deliver our curriculum for the whole whole week. Um, all of our lessons were delivered online. So, yeah, we were able to make decisions. And I, th I feel that, as I said a little bit earlier, we, we weren't the first school to go online, but we weren't the last. And, we had, and I felt that we had time as well and plus some of our systems that we had in place as well helped so you know we've got a what's called a school box system and so that's where all of our communication goes to our parents all of our programs and learning and, and yeah all our communications on there but also aspect of assessments digital feedback so we'd all we were already kind of delivering some online capabilities so that was really easy when we were online that kind of continued so there were aspects of what we were already doing that we were able to deliver whereas other schools didn't have those systems in place so some schools did try and use some online delivery but they didn't have the other systems that we had so i think you know it was, there was timing there was a bit of luck uh, but there was also good leadership and good communication with different stakeholders in our community um yeah and i feel that uh, overall it was a, a reasonably positive uh, experience i think one of the things that's good about our schools we're a really strong community we, we pride ourselves on how we do communicate to our, our different stakeholders but I think one of the strengths of our community is because we actually have different stakeholders that are actually 
in the areas of medicine and whatnot. So we actually had stakeholders in government, we had stakeholders uh, in medical field. So we're actually getting a lot of advice too in terms of making our decisions. So every decision that we kind of made, we felt that we were we were not rushing into the decisions. I think we were very, we had a lot of late nights in terms of meeting and talking about what we we're going to do. But I think we were, we were well informed before before we made decisions and, and then we communicated it very well. And we were careful about how we communicated as well. So having three sub-schools at the school, we would often send different things out all the time in, in the normal um, running of a school, but we made a very conscious decision that we would only put out particular things, and that was pretty much from the headmaster. So the headmaster was putting out bits of information uh, to all our different stakeholders. And the feedback that we got uh, post-COVID was our, our community felt really safe. Our community felt that we, we made good decisions in terms of supporting the students as well. So I think there was a huge amount of anxiety anyway in terms of how we felt as people. I mean, the parents, children, we're all hearing the stories about how it was out of control in other countries. So I think there was that level of anxiety anyway in terms of, you know, COVID's on its way and how we're going to cope just as a family unit. Uh, and as a school, I mean, you know, being teachers, you know, you're, you're there for kids, you're there for children and they're learning. So I think there was a bit of anxiety about how we're going to keep it all together, I suppose. But the thing that I really remembered through the whole thing is, you know, we as parents were kind of anxious about it, but the children weren't. The children, it was like this big adventure. So when we talked to the children about, you know, going online, they couldn't wait. They were so excited about, you know, going into this new experience, getting away from school, being locked at home. Uh, so, you know, and that's kind of contagious in, in a way. Um and then when we got to online, I think the children really enjoyed aspects of it. But then I think I think it, it got a bit boring after a period of time because they were missing their friends. And so we had two weeks before the school holidays. Then we had two weeks to have a holiday for our staff. And that was an interesting time in itself because I don't feel our staff necessarily had that, you know, break because they were thinking about, okay, what are we coming back to? We're coming back to this really online world. And the online world was really tough for our teachers. Um, you know, th these are teachers that are really comfortable in the classroom. They've got relationships with their students. They're really comfortable how they deliver their curriculum. But then they were delivering it through this really new medium. And although we had done training, I mean, I felt part of my... Uh, role as I have a teaching light and I felt like a graduate teacher again I felt it was really challenging my very first lesson I was like being back at university again it was one of my worst lessons ever I uh, didn't go to script and I ended up actually cutting the students off halfway through because it was just going all over the shop and then kind of re-engaging with students. So I think that's important for me to be part of it too because that made me get a sense of what the teachers were experiencing. I think children are a lot more resilient than what we, we think they are. I think they're very um, easy to, to change and do things. I think as we get older, we actually, we're less creative. We, we're less um, open to change, whereas children are, you know, you can do all sorts of different things with kids and they just go with it. And although online was good for a big chunk of our student population, it wasn't Good for everybody so our indigenous students a lot of the families um, had a break from school for a big chunk of time so it was you know three weeks of learning it felt longer than that for some of those families I imagine uh, some of our students that need a lot of extra support I think some of those students found it very difficult and for our really young students it was almost uh, take-home packs and the learning was on the shoulders of the parents. I think year 12 has been a challenging year this year. I think uh, the university sector has been really helpful in, in reducing the anxiety for a lot of those students because there's been early entrance to universities. I really remember this week two when our middle school was back in operation, the sense of joy at the school. It was almost like the beginning of the year again when you know people have reconnected again and we're back at school. And I know a lot of the families were super excited as well because you know they'd been in a family unit for like five weeks and they were ready for their kids to come back to school so yeah there was a sen sense of relief and a sense of joy and celebration and even and even the staff having that connect moment back with their with their students 
biggest positive that's come out of this is the fact that we were one one team working on the one issue and we were really united. So as an exec team, we understood that there would be so many different issues. You know, we talked earlier about, you know, families, teachers with young families, teachers with health issues. Um, we even talked about uh, families that potentially they're going to lose their jobs and we were really cognizant of the fact that we didn't want to lose any enrolments and we'd support families that were going through financial difficulties. So we were just, we were really united and I felt we, we met so often. We had so many meetings that went late into the night and I look back and just going, it was an incredible amount of hard work, but that kind of pales because what we actually ended up achieving at the end of it was just a, f- a fantastic result because we we're able to support the students, support our community, support our staff. And we just did a survey at the end of last term with key stakeholders, with our students, our parents uh, and our staff. And our staff satisfaction levels are so high. It's really interesting. We've had this really challenging time, but our staff morale has been the highest it's ever been. Our parents love us as a, as a school. They really see the fact that we've lived our values. Uh, but yeah, just just in terms of how we we got through the online uh, COVID kind of world. I think we, we did a pretty good job and we're pretty proud of what we did. So for me, just going back is is what can I remember is just making sure that we were united as a team and we and we were really working together to do what's best for the school and the community. There's so much to celebrate too. I mean, how lucky we are. We're fortunate to be in Western Australia. We've, we've, we've got so many things that we're able to do that other people aren't, um, which is a joy in itself to be part of that, to be, we are, you know, as I said, really fortunate to be here in Western Australia. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty normal year at the moment. Thank you for listening. For more information about the Centre for Stories, head to our website, centreforstories.com.